You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Today, I'm doing an episode that I promised I would do about five or six episodes ago if you are an avid listener and and listen to all the episodes. And then you know this one has been one I've been wanting to do for the past couple weeks, but honestly just haven't gotten around to it because I've had so many interviews that have popped up and those have just taken precedent because scheduling and all that stuff. But I'm finally excited to get to this today. We're talking about the most important relationship you'll ever have, which is by far one of my cheesiest titles, but I, I don't really know how else to to say it. And this is very important in terms of what the most relation, what the most important relationship is. And I'll, I'll just tell it right now. It's the relationship you have with yourself. And it is the most important relationship. And if you don't have this, literally everything crumbles in your life. And that, I don't mean to be dramatic, but it's absolutely true. Things will start to crumble. Your dating life will crumble. Your career will crumble. Your goals will crumble. Your health will crumble. Like it all crumbles if you don't have the relationship with yourself. Now, there are people who still get by in life and do, you know, just good enough and they don't have a great relationship with themselves. But the amount of progress that you can have if you're able to craft and work on this relationship is tremendous. I mean, it really is tremendous. And today, I want to go over what this looks like. Like, what does that mean? Because maybe you've heard this before and it's very vague, you know, like, oh, you got to love yourself and self-love and and the most important relationship is, is the one you have with yourself and you've heard it before. But what does that look like practically? What does that mean? I think I gave you a little bit of a, of a teaser of what the benefits are. But if we go more specific, the benefits of crafting and creating a relationship with yourself, it means that you put yourself as your first priority. Now, I'm not talking about being selfish and putting yourself before everyone by putting everyone else down. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is making sure that you're giving yourself enough respect and you're putting yourself before others and you're not putting everyone before you. Because if you put everyone before you and you do too many things for other people and not yourself, well, you end up in a situation where, well, you're a people pleaser, you don't get respect from anyone, you're not really respecting yourself, and and it's just a manipulative tactic to get things that you want when really it's all right there by crafting the relationship with yourself, respecting yourself, actually having respect for yourself. So think about someone that you respect. Maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a celebrity, maybe it's someone you follow, whoever it is. Think about just what that feels like for a second, like that respect. Do you have that same respect for yourself? If you're answering yes, you do, that's amazing. You're on a great path. If you're being honest with yourself and you're thinking, you know what, I don't really think of myself and give myself the same respect that I might give someone else. If you're being honest there, that means that you need to really work on this. And if you're answering this question going, I don't really respect anyone, uh, that's very interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to, would be curious to dive in and to, to see what that looks like. But I'm sure there's someone you respect or have respected in the past, or at least you have an idea of what that looks like. But most importantly, what we're talking about here is understanding what respect looks like. And if you don't have that for yourself, this is where it's a big problem. But on this episode, we're going to dive into that. I'm going to be helping you with that and talking about this. 
And also, by the way, it's going to really help you if you're ever in a friend zone situation or if you're in one currently. You know, I'm working with a, a client right now, and that's not what sparked this episode. This is something I've been wanting to do for a while now, but I am working with a client. Maybe he's listening. Hello, if you are, and you know who you are. And we were literally just texting. Like I, we were texting, and the text thread ended, and I put it down, and I pressed record right here. And we're talking about the situation where he's in the friend zone. And he knows that he is not respecting himself through this process. And he's, in a, in a, in a way, letting this person have priority and letting this person kind of step on him a little bit. Not that this girl is mean or rude or doing anything overtly bad, but what's happening is he's allowing this person that he likes or that he says he even loves, he's letting this person have more priority than what he thinks about himself. Now, you don't end up knowing that. This is like really deep, deep things here. Because what happens is you start to let go of all this self-respect and let go of your goals and the things that you want to work on by just focusing and concentrating on getting this one person to like you. And what's interesting is that whole process doesn't work because of the process itself, which is very meta here, which means that because you're doing these things and not respecting yourself, that person also sees that. And that's one of the reasons why they actually don't like you. So you're putting them first, putting them on a pedestal, doing anything you can to have them because a person who actually respects themselves, who really, really respects themselves, as, as soon as they know that a girl doesn't like them, they don't chase. They don't chase. They don't let this person become a priority in their life whatsoever because they're not desperate. They go, oh, okay, well, this person doesn't like me. No big deal. I'm looking for someone who does. I don't need to convince someone to like me. I already know that I'm awesome. If it's not a match here, it's not a match. I don't need to chase this person. And, you know, I can understand the argument here. Well, it's like, no, no, Trip, I do respect myself, but this person is perfect for me. They're a great match. They like everything I like. Uh, They're my perfect type physically. They make me laugh. Our friendship is awesome. But you're forgetting the most important quality, which I've talked about in past episodes, which is the fact that they like you. That is one of the most important qualities that you need to look for. So if a girl has everything on paper, or maybe you've been friends with her for a year, and it's even beyond that, and she's so perfect in all these ways, but she doesn't like you, this is called, or what I call, a disqualification. She is disqualified completely from being with you. Okay? Completely, completely disqualified. So self-respect and creating and crafting an amazing relationship with yourself is going to absolutely help with this. It is the base. It's the base. It's the foundation of everything that you need in order to have an amazing life. Why? Because, this is what people don't really tell you, the reason why this is, is because if you have a great relationship with yourself, whatever relationship you have with yourself, it's going to dictate all all of the decisions that you make in your life. The decisions you have with your work, the decisions you have with your health, the decisions you have with your relationships and with girls and dating. It's going to dictate all of the relationships you have with your friends and family. It's going to dictate what you want to do with your life. It's going to dictate how you end up feeling on a day-to-day basis. And it's something that is not an overnight fix. It's something that you work on and it's never too late. So even if you're 60 years old and listening to this episode, 60 or older, you still have life to live. It should be something that's worked on 
immediately because it's something you want until life is over. So don't think it's too late for you because it's not, okay? Let me tell you a story related to that real quick. I've told this story a few times, I think on a few episodes, is that I went through a, a bad breakup a few years ago. It was back around 2017, 2018, bad breakup with a girl that I dated who uh, was was not mentally well. And uh, it was something that I did not know until I was far into the relationship, which is a little hard to explain, but just uh, just trust me on that one. Something that I didn't really understand, and so it was very confusing. And this is something that most people will not end up having a relationship with this, with, with having, having a relationship with someone who has like a personality disorder, which is what this person had, because it's not very apparent. It doesn't just show up right away. So I went through this relationship and it was uh, the, the breakup. Luckily, after I mean, this is the, the good news is this relationship only lasted a year. And if I hadn't haven't worked on personal development and all the things I've been working on over the course of my life, this relationship would have probably gone longer. So the fact that it ended in a year, I'm very grateful for because that was about the minimum amount of time. Like that was just enough time where I realized, okay, I need to get out and did not let it linger or waste any more of my time. So I got out of the relationship and I really had to reflect. I had to reflect on, well, why did I even stay in it for that long? Why didn't I just leave when I needed to leave? And, and it just made me ask all these questions about myself and about my ego and about my self-respect and my self-esteem, things I, I was working on and have been working on for such a long time. So what I decided to do is I needed to have a little more me time. It was like this moment where I realized, you know what? I got out of this relationship and it was a lot of dealing with the relationship and avoiding the things I needed to avoid uh, or the things I ended up avoiding because of the relationship, which a lot of it was the relationship with myself. And I needed to get back in touch with that. So what I did was I made a little trip to countries that I knew I was never going to travel to uh, with a partner or with a friend, random countries. And I did that on purpose. I wanted to pick some countries that, uh, that yeah, I, I just knew I would never visit. And if I was eventually going to get into a relationship again, because when you get into relationships, you do a lot of travel, you know, stuff that I knew that I probably wasn't going to go to. So I went to places like Sweden. I went to Prague. Well, that's something that you'd probably do with in a relationship. But yeah, maybe not Sweden or like Estonia, just some random. And by the way, this is like my heritage too. I come from these places in terms of my ethnicity. It's all uh, Jewish Eastern European. So I visited a lot of, of those countries and and it was it was really cool. So the, the point here is, is that I, I went on this trip. I decided to do this trip on my own for a nice extended amount of time, six weeks. So we're talking six weeks. And I, I didn't take off of work. I was still working. That's you know one of the, the nice things about trip advice is I was still doing coaching calls. I was still creating content, YouTube videos, podcasts, even doing all of it. I was just doing it while I was doing some traveling. So it was a little bit of a challenge, right? Balancing all of it. But I knew it wasn't going to last forever, just six weeks. So so I prepared for it. I even remember I finished my book, Magnetic. I, I, I took... Actually, the, the month before I left for traveling, this was May 2018, I, I decided I'm not going to do any podcasts. So if you look back in May, there was no videos, no podcasts, because the whole time I spent literally no coaching calls either. I pushed them aside. Maybe I did a few, but it was mainly just working on this book. So I wrote 90% of the book in May, 
did my travels on these travels, still worked, finished the book. And, and I really, and I'm so glad I did it because what happened, I knew what was going to happen. I was going to get back in touch with me. When you're traveling, especially like that, when you're doing, you know, six weeks in multiple countries, there's a lot of decisions to be made, but there's only one person who needs to make the decision if you're traveling alone. So that was interesting, right? It's, I didn't have anyone else to, to to go about it with and think about it. It's like, and it was kind of freeing. It was nice. It's like, oh, cool. I get to decide everything. And there's only one vote here. So you really start to build this relationship with yourself. And that's what I did. It wasn't like I built it from scratch. It was more rebuilding what I remember what I once had and even learning some new things. So I had a great time. I even was going out and doing approaches and approaching women and, you know, doing some dates and things like that and doing sightseeing and and really it was like a lot of personal development packed in these six weeks along with the fun of traveling. And I wasn't renting at the time. I was completely nomadic. So it wasn't even hard on the budget. I was able to just kind of do it and not have to worry about anything like that because I was completely nomadic. And it was one of the best times in my life. And it's interesting because I know that a lot of our memories that we build over time are are built with relationships, not just relationships with a girl, but people, friends, family, and that's totally normal. But once in a while, I'm, after, after doing this, I realized you got to have some of those moments with yourself. And I look back at fond memories of that, especially it was interesting because I was shedding the old relationship. I was shedding literally things like clothes, like the only things I had to my name were my computer, my camera equipment, some clothes, and then a few boxes that I left behind that was in a storage unit, just things that you know I have from my childhood and whatever. So it was like I was completely just me and not having to rely on anyone else but myself and only having the bare essentials you know I wasn't traveling with multiple bags of things like literally one suitcase and a small backpack that's it to hold all the gear and I had such an amazing time crafting this relationship with myself laughing building inside jokes doing the things that I love to do and not having to ask anyone if they were interested in doing it that day and not having to worry so much. So it was like this combination of being free, but of being free with myself. And it it built this great part of my relationship. And it was from that I, I learned a lot of things that I can teach you in terms of just to remember how important it is to build that relationship with yourself. Now, does that mean you have to go off and travel for six weeks to Europe? No, it doesn't mean that. I have some things that you can do now, you know, from the comfort of your own home that will we'll go over. But just to help you understand and help you understand where I got this realization from was just, you know, it's not even the fact that I did the traveling, but it's the fact that I took the time to build this relationship back with myself and enjoy my time with myself. Now that might be easy for a lot of people, by the way, I'm a little more extroverted. So I'm always wanting to be around people. And there might be people who are introverted who spend a lot of time alone and have crafted that relationship with yourself. Fantastic. I think for you, you know, you might need to balance it out by making sure that you're not spending too much time alone and being able to socialize and meet women and have friends because that's very healthy for you. But a person like myself who likes to be around people and socialize, of course, now that I'm not as shy as I once was, but, you know, inherently that's what I like to do. It was a nice little journey for myself 
to really go, okay, yeah, that's right. I have a friend here and I'm always going to have a friend here. I'm always going to have someone who has my back. I will always have someone who has my back 100% of the time. And what I really mean is who can and has the ability to be there all the time, right? You don't always have that option with friends and other people because everyone has their own lives, but you have someone right there. Now, here's where it gets tricky. We're not always very nice to ourselves. We say a lot of negative things to ourselves. We actually say things to ourselves that we would never say to a friend. So sometimes we can treat ourselves like crap. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. I know that there are guys listening who do say things that are bad to themselves. You're not good enough. She'll never like you. You're a loser. You're ugly. Wow, I can't believe you did that. How embarrassing. So while you might not be there 100% or for your, you might not be there for yourself 100% of the time. You have the ability to. Like it's possible. But it all starts with that self-respect. So here's a few things that you can do to build this self-respect. Is first, you need to be doing something with your life that is going to create almost like this like proof that you are someone to be respected. Not by other people. Again, we're not talking about respect from other people. We're talking about it from yourself. So if you're not doing anything with your life, if you're not building anything, and by the way, this doesn't have to be anything grandiose, but I'm talking about really just doing anything with your life, well, you're not going to have much to go off of, right? You're not going to have much to go off of just being a guy who's just, you know, sitting around doing nothing with no goals. So I would say that one area, and by the way, this is not even something that I came up with. This is something that comes from the book, the six pillars of self-esteem, which I do highly recommend. And it's having goals and having something that you can work on that really helps you build yourself and helps build who you are and sees that, wow, you're capable of something and that's pretty cool. And you can see what you've built and what you've done. So any kind of goal, and by the way, this is a goal on any level, could be work-related, could be with dating and women, it could be a hobby, it could be something, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. You get the idea. Okay, so having goals and having something, and by the way, that doesn't mean that you stop listening to this podcast or after this podcast, you sit down and you write down 10 goals. Like, well, they have to be somewhat achievable, right? So I'd start one at a time. It can be with health. It can be with approaching women. It can be with creating a hobby. And by the way, I have something else to speak about in terms of hobbies in a little bit, but anything that you can start doing, maybe it's trying to work harder at your job to, to get a raise. Maybe it's starting something like a side hustle or being an entrepreneur. So again, that's the kind of work thing, health goals, fitness goals, you know, something that you can achieve that's going to give you the reminder that, yeah, wow, I am capable. I am effective. I can do this. I can do something. And that can be a domino effect that will just end up where you have more goals. You're working on more things. And again, got to be careful here, not as a way to chase your self-validation, but as a way to be like, oh, cool, well, my life can be even more awesome. Like there's always ways to improve, like you optimize and improve to the day you die. So it's not like you're chasing anything. There's no end of the tunnel. You're just always improving and doing things. So your life just always is awesome and fun and fulfilling. And I, I say this with a grain of salt, happy, because you're not going to be happy all the time. You know, your emotions will run and, and things happen and, and You'll, you'll be sad, you'll be embarrassed, you'll feel anxiety, like that's life. But 
you can fill your life with more fulfillment and more happiness if you do have goals and things like this. Now, another thing I'd like to attach is having friends. So I know that sounds funny because I thought, oh, Trevor, I thought we were talking about the relationship with ourselves. Well, yes, but if you're alone all the time, you know, that's not going to be very healthy for you. You know, we are social creatures. We are social beings. So you do want to have friends and people that that are people that you feel good around. Because when you're around and surrounded by people who you like and respect, in this interesting way, you start to respect yourself more because you feel part of a community that you respect, which inherently makes you feel more respect towards yourself. So that's really deep there. So you do want to make sure that you're hanging around good people. And it's more about quality, not quantity. Quality, not quantity. You don't need 100 friends. You just need a few really good ones or at least colleagues or people that you like being around or if you're at a job, a boss that you really respect. Okay? So that's something that's really important, surrounding yourself with quality people. Okay? Now, hobbies. Also very important. Hobbies are so good and underrated. I don't know if... A lot of other I don't know, gurus or coaches or whoever talk about this, but you're really killing two birds with one stone when you have hobbies. So here's my advice. Three hobbies, one for winter, one for summer, one for year round. Okay. If you live in a place where it's always the same season, like it's always warm, still just follow that. Just still do one for winter, one for summer months, one for year round. Okay. So you always have something going on that you're doing. Hobbies are great because they help build that self-esteem because it's something that fulfills you and that's something that you might be good at and like. It also helps because it keeps you not needy for women, right? So if you are busy doing things and enjoying your life without a woman, that means you're not going to necessarily be needy for the next woman that you like or be desperate to be with her because you don't feel that need for fulfillment from some other place. Of course, you still you know, do want... Uh, to have that part of your life like if you're just completely solitary and you don't go for any dates or don't have any friends it's it's not good for your brain like it's you're just going to be um very very lonely and i think that people who say no 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 i really like being alone like most of the time in my opinion i think that person's in denial i think that person does have the ability to actually have more fulfillment and happiness in their life if they do at least surround themselves by some relationship. And again, I'm not talking about just a relationship with a girl. It could be friends, family, whatever it may be. It's not natural for a human to be all alone all the time, okay? So anyways, hobbies really help with that and they, they, they keep you busy with that kind of thing. Also, you know, I remember when I was in Europe and I was really enjoying myself, I crafted not on purpose, but these inside jokes with myself. Like I had these memories and, and these little jokes that I would just have with myself, just like messing around and having a good time as I'm walking the streets of, of Stockholm and I'm walking around Tallinn and Estonia and, and just enjoying myself and, and having a buddy that's just me. So I don't really have advice on how to do that, <laughs> but if you can just learn to laugh and not necessarily always be cracking jokes with the people that you're with, but maybe doing it with yourself and just learning to let loose and enjoy your time by yourself. It's going to be so helpful to the relationship with yourself, but also going to be really helpful for that concept of entertainment that I call when I talk about the TED system in my Hooked program, right? The system that helps you attract more women. E is for entertainment, which stands for, which stands for entertainment, which means for entertaining yourself. So going into like, so now 
you know, through that little process, I remember like going on dates, I was so easily be able to entertain myself because I would just call back to funny jokes that would be funny to me that I would just say or just talk about things that I thought were interesting and funny because I had those things with myself and that helped with attraction. Okay, so it's really important there. Also, there's something to be said about really spending like I, I know that that's not easy for everyone to go traveling and do something like that. But maybe, hey, you can, you know, drive off to the and go camp somewhere nearby, you know, drive a couple hours away or, you know, somehow get a couple hours away and do some sort of camping. Like you don't have to go across the world, but really doing some sort of self-exploration while doing some actual exploration. And this really helps because it isolates you and really keeps you right, you know, into this place of serenity with your mind. So it's just you and nature or just the world around you, but it's really just you and you. And what happens is you start to understand yourself more. It's really cool. You start to understand yourself more because you don't have distractions around. The distractions of work, the distraction of other relationships or other friends. So this is just part of this journey. Understanding yourself, how you think, how you feel, what do you like, what do you dislike, like, who are you? Who are you? Who is this person? Who is this person that's walking around every day, that's eating three meals a day, that's shitting and pissing, that's going to bed, that's waking up? Who is that person? We understand the shell of that person. We look in the mirror, we know what that person looks like. But who is that person? So it's like this self-discovery. And it shouldn't be that hard. It's just about who is this person? Like if you had to write down like what is this person all about? What do they like? What do they dislike? What are their strengths? What are their what are their weaknesses? You know, I remember it was a it was a year ago I was talking to my business partner and we were telling each other what we think each other's strengths and weaknesses are. And while this is something I'm telling you to do alone, I'm realizing from just doing this practice with my partner that this is something you can do alone, but it was the awareness of, wow, it's so important to know this stuff. So, and if you want to do it with a friend, that's fine too. Someone that knows you very well and you guys can be honest with each other. You know, it was hard to do. Like I had to tell him like, hey, I don't think you're very good at this. And he had to tell me, hey, I don't think you're very good at this. You know, so I just remember like going through that and that was really important and hearing what I was good at, what I wasn't good at and, and really just getting a better understanding of myself. But really, I felt like I learned even more of that stuff when I was doing my little traveling in Europe. I just learned out what I liked, what I was good at, who I was, and not being in denial of it, and just really learning who I was. And that, that coming back to making a full loop here, coming back to the beginning, is this helps build that self-respect. Knowing yourself and understanding yourself helps build that because you can really understand who you are, where you come from, and being cool with it. And just being like, oh, cool, that's awesome, that's who I am. That's what I'm good at, that's what I'm not so good at, you know. I, I'll, I'll tell you too, this is what I found out. My business partner told me, he said, I think that, but he, it's funny because he said that he says this is about everyone. He goes, I say this about you, but I literally think this is about most people. I thought it was really interesting. He goes, I think that you have trouble making uh, decisions. He goes, I think everyone is is really bad at that. 
I, and he says, I've gotten better. I used to be bad too, but I've gotten better at just making decisions. He goes, I think that's something you should work on, like making faster decisions and just kind of going with it. And what's cool is ever since he told me that, I have been getting better at that, just making quicker decisions, not overanalyzing and just kind of going for it, whatever that may be in all, all areas. And he said, one of my strengths is execution. I thought that was really cool too. So he said, okay, actually, you're really good at executing. Like you'll set your mind to something, you'll do it. You know, so a lot of that shows up, of course, in the business, doing these podcasts, doing YouTube videos, doing things in the business. Hey, you know, executing on that trip to Europe. So it was funny because it took me a long time, maybe a few years to make the decision to do that. You know, but then I finally executed on it. When I executed on it, like I was all full force. Like once I made the decision, the execution is spot on. So he was saying downfall, better at decisions and get better at decisions and, uh, and and strengths the execution of things. Like once you're in execution mode, you actually get it done. So, because you know, think about it, making decisions is only half the battle. You got to execute on that decision and actually do it, right? So anyway, point being is I learned that about myself and I want you to learn that about yourself. I want you to learn what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses in all areas. And uh, I should maybe have prepared this, but I'm sure this is so easy to Google you know, I'm sure you can, I'll do it right now live. You can probably Google, let's see, strengths and weaknesses test. Look, it already, it already comes up for me. I bet you there's a, there's a bunch. So yeah, there's a bunch you could do here online, aptitude tests, how to identify your strengths and weaknesses. So, so yeah, I would just type that into Google, do one or two, make the quick decision, by the way, you can probably, you know, there's 90, there's 91 million results, just use the first two pages and pick a couple and figure out what your strengths and your weaknesses are so you can really learn about who you are and accept them, by the way. Don't be in denial of what they are. That's the most important too, is not being in denial of who you are and accepting it and trying to like love it, like loving that part of yourself, loving who you are, accepting yourself and going, cool, I'm an awesome dude. Everyone's different. This is how I am. And and learning from this and just being the best version of yourself possible. So again, this whole episode is really about crafting, curating, creating the relationship that you have with yourself. So then dating will be 10 times easier. Okay. You won't let yourself ever get in the friend zone again. The way that you make decisions and treat yourself, women will see it. So that's going to become more attractive. You will not be as needy, which will be significantly attractive. And you might even get better at meeting, maybe. You definitely will. Getting better at the skill of meeting women faster. You'll get better at it. Now, I don't think that you should necessarily just stop everything you're doing and focus on creating the relationship. Like This is something that needs to be done in the background of your normal life. So whatever you're doing now, keep doing it. Of course, if you're doing a habit, that's not good for you. That's a different story. But, you know, keep going to work. Keep doing the things. Keep going to school. Listen to the podcast that you're listening to. Study the things that you're studying. But keep this in the back of your mind. What's one thing that you can take from this episode that you can start working on? You might want to listen to this again and take notes. But what's one thing that you can listen? Sorry. What's one thing that you can do from this episode that you've listened to? that you can start work on, working on to create this relationship. Because it's not like, okay, we're gonna stop everything, life stops, work on this, and it's gonna take you, it's gonna take you some time. It's really, to be honest with you, it's never really gonna end. 
it's not like I have it all figured out. Like, oh, I have the perfect amount of self-esteem. My ego is intact. I have no ego whatsoever. Like, no, of course, I'm human and, and things happen. But I can say that the relationship I have with myself compared to where I was maybe 10 years ago is night and day. But of course, there's always something to, to work on. There's always something to do. And there's always work to be done because we're living the human experience. And it's not always going to be perfect, but you will get better at this as you start to work on it. And hopefully this episode has made you become more aware of it, which is the whole key here and why I created it. Right, Awareness is the first step, and then taking action is the second step. So there you go. I hope that helped. If you feel you need help with this and this is something you want to work on, this is also what we do work on in the coaching program. So you can always go to coachedbytrip.com to apply for the coaching program where we work on this. We work on building the relationship you have with yourself. I'm literally doing it with every single one of my clients and and for some clients working on it almost solely because this is what they need because they can't go any further until we build this part. And we work on this together in the coaching program with weekly calls and texting and uh, and I even have a mastermind group now where I have a bunch of guys who get together every week and and, and work on this. So you can be, car- be part of the mastermind program as well. So if you want to apply, go to coachedbytrip.com. I'd, I'd absolutely love to, to have you in the program if you do fill out a great application. So just fill that out and let's do it. Hope this helps. And I know we went pretty deep today, but uh, it needed to be done. And this episode needed to be created. I apologize for any of those who were, who were really excited for it. And it, it happened to come about a month later, but Better late than never. All right, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.